Welcome back, everybody. Hello, hello. And by welcome back, we mean this is the second time we tried this. Take yeah. two. <laughs> Take two for us. Take one didn't go so Welcome back to us on the same day. On the same That's day. right. We're going to start different. We're not going to give you the weather report, which we were given before. Yes. No. We're just going to drop cares. that. That was not interesting, but Nobody we got started. Cares. No. No. We are going to jump right into the thing <laughs> that everybody wants us to talk about. And that's us. Us three. Yeah, just talk about us. <laughs> that's what we want to talk about. Of course. <laughs> no, what they really want us to talk about is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, we had our first in-person services at Community Christian in 11 weeks. Long time. Long time. We took off 11 weeks. We were back for our first experience, and I would like to know what you guys liked about it and what you didn't like about it. Okay. Now, I've already said what I liked about it, so I'll say it again. I liked the us being in the same room together, Mm -hmm. especially the singing part. Um and I just talked about it on Sunday when the band dropped out the music and they allowed everybody just to, with voices just to sing. And I, it was the first time I'd heard community Christian singing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was amazing to me. That was my favorite part of the day. I left, that, that stayed with me all day long. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That was awesome. Yeah, I love that. It was good for my kids to get to be back in children's ministry. Sure. Uh, they they loved that. I loved it for them. It's it's. You know, I know things are things are changing, so there was a lot of good things about what we got to do at, at home and, you know, kind of me getting to teach them the Bible and kind of do that. That's actually been something we've now incorporated just into our family routines of having a Bible story time occasionally and um, reading the Bible all together. So that's been really good. But there's also something important and special about them participating in the body and them yeah. understanding the importance yeah. of they were sure excited all the kids i saw were excited yes. about the ones that went to children's ministry were super excited about going to children's because as sick as the parents are yeah. having the kids at home <laughs> the kids are just as sick yes. about being around us yeah yeah so i'm so, thinking they were probably thinking these aren't the, all the kids I'd like to see, but they're kids, they're kids. that yes. I can see. It ain't mom and dad. <laughs> exactly. Because yes. I'm e- tired of y'all. <laughs> and even with all the, you know, kind of uh, safety things they did, because Children's yes. Ministry did a great job of trying mm-hmm. to keep everyone, you know, as, as well as you can with little kids. We're they trying actually to keep, did good. I, since yeah. I wasn't speaking Sunday, I walked back there and it was amazing. People, yeah. I think people would be shocked. Yeah. How, how that's one would. thing I go, how are you going to keep, well, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. They had done a good job. The kids were pretty. We got a hula hoop. We got a hula hoop to separate them from they each were, other. And, they, they did a pretty yeah. good job. I was surprised. And they yeah. kept them active but separate and the, all the volunteers yeah. masked and yep. gloved. And, yep. My kids had a great time. So I was I, I very much like that. And then all the things you said, singing yeah. together, being together, seeing people's faces and getting to kind of... How, I, how was preaching to real people? It was good. It was, I've forgotten it, what that it, is. It is. Like. It was a Help little me. different, you know? And so it was, it, was, it was nice because... And I think that whole experience is just nice of even you know, getting to be in the room and even though you're still listening to the same content, being able to watch other people's reactions and just know that other people are there hearing the same truth and yeah. all that kind of stuff. There's, there's just a power in that. And so, mm-hmm. um, we love, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've learned over the 11 oh, weeks too. and that oh, the stuff too. we're implementing yeah. going forward online. And I believe God has great plans for us, mm-hmm. uh, for online. I had a conversation with somebody today that we're trying to empower people to um reach people to reach people digitally and you know god's really opening up a door that we we can no longer you know we used to talk about years ago you guys know 
the 60,000 is what we call it. Yeah. 60,000 yeah, unconnected mm-hmm. people in Coweta County is kind of the way we talked about it. We know that number in Coweta County has, has grown. It's been blown past. It's yes. way more uh, than that now. But the truth is, even not in Coweta County, now God has given us, a, a, a we believe, a pretty viable way to do church with people, to mm. minister to people, even if they don't live in Coweta County. Well, you were having a conversation today, I know, with somebody that engaged with your message and has been engaging with us online the mm-hmm. whole time and Sunday engaged online and sort of raised their hand and made a comment, and uh, we found out they're in Alabama. Yeah. And they've been engaging with us the whole time, and uh, God's using that. And yeah. uh, one of the things <laughs> I love, and this is really personal to me, that there was a young lady here Sunday that uh, she was one, probably our very first distance online person. She mm-hmm. uh, started watching us. She grew up in Noonan, went to Noonan High School, then uh, through her job, moved away, went to Alaska. But through a friend of hers, was a community Christian friend, was watching us online in Alaska. And for her in the original days, that meant she was watching like two, three days later because all we were doing was putting up the message. Yeah. We weren't even, she just watched the message. And uh, she and I started an online email conversation years ago through a whole bunch of events she's moved back to georgia but she's two hours away from noon and, and she found out we were open sunday and she drove over and it's the first time i've had a 10-year relationship with her That's cool. that i've ever physically been in the same place mm-hmm. with her which was cool well, so i guess yeah. the part i liked best there are two parts i like best i love that moment i also love the fact that we have learned a lot and that i love the fact that Online and in person, we're very similar in that we're mm-hmm. able to do the message, the songs that the people heard online. Uh, I mean, they're different in that there was a band involved in person mm-hmm. uh, more than we had online, but the experience was very, very, very similar. I I want us to be one church wherever we are. I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't. I mean, I get. I don't. I I know everybody's not ready to be back in person. Yeah. And we now know we have people other places in the country that may never be yeah. in Sharpsburg oh, yeah. in person. Uh, I think there's a door that's been open. I want to make sure we do the best we can to make those experiences mm-hmm. as much alike as we can. Yeah. And I think it's, I think what, so when you talk about what I liked, I think it was just a reminder of kind of, there's something special about us all being together. And I think what's interesting to me, what I've learned over the last 11 weeks is I think, and I did very early on when we were kind of in the place where we're like, okay, we're having to close. I know I would have said, and I did say before, oh, it's better when we're in person. And I think there is something that we've kind of learned of. There is a way for us now to reach people and to maybe reach people even better and farther than we had before in this online digital thing. And it makes me think a lot about in the book of Acts, how the early church had to have this moment where they kind of opened their minds to, hey, we've just been missing this thing that we thought was better when, I think it's in Antioch, where there are these people, all these Samaritans and all these people get baptized. I mean, they don't get baptized. They get baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes Mm -hmm. on them and they're like, I don't think any, this can't be right. (laughs) So they send, they send people out to go see and they show up and they go, Oh, oh my goodness, something is happening yeah, over exactly. here. That's and exactly clearly right. the Holy Spirit, we got to come back in and do some of the stuff we should have been doing from the beginning. And I think that's kind of where we as a staff has been, and we as a church has been, is realizing kind of our thoughts of this is the only way to do it. And now kind of realizing, hey, there is this other option that we just haven't seen. Like you said, there are people who are not in Coweta County or people yeah. who just, well, for their own reasons, don't feel either comfortable or safe I, or uh, just aren't ready i have another example and, and she uh 
commented on your message Sunday. There's a lady that I've been doing these. Uh, we've been doing this thing on Facebook. Really started. It started before COVID, about a month before of just it's me offering to pray for people mm -hmm. and uh, that I've been interacting with people on that and uh, as a way to try to connect them with mm -hmm. our church and connect them with God and the people of God. And uh, she reached out to me. She lives in a tent in Coweta County. Wow. And uh, it's by choice. She mm -hmm. enjoys. I mean, okay. she's had, I've talked to her about other things. She talks to me regularly. I pray with her regularly. She's a follower of Jesus and has been for a long time. And uh, she goes someplace, gets Wi-Fi, sends me prayer stuff. We talk back and forth. And then the last two weeks, um, I've sent her the link to the 1030 online service. She's joined in both times. And uh, she's feeling, she says, it's good to get to know y'all. Mm. after watching mm -hmm. the last two weeks instead of just talking to me. And so for all the community Christian people out there that are online, you have another sister who she yeah. all, she is in Coweta County, but mm -hmm. it's her choice right now. She A lot of things happen in her life. She's living in a tent. Uh, she's making it that way. And, and, and I think another benefit that we're going to find and are finding to the online thing is the invitation threshold has gotten much lower oh, yeah. oh, sure. to invite people to join in because the commitment to joining an online service is way less yeah. than walking into a building for the first time. Yeah, and when your friend invites you to watch service with them online and you're in your home and they're in their home, mm -hmm. if you don't really like it, you can Turn just you can yeah. either just leave it on and walk away and go do something mm -hmm. else and tell your friend later, yeah, it was on the whole time. Mm -hmm. or, <laughs> you not. Know, you or not, you don't yeah. ever say anything. Yeah. But the opportunity we have if we take it is is yeah. is pretty easy so we're really leaning into that yes. plus the in-person yeah it was good to be back it was and very we, special mm -hmm. but very special. i think the difference is we used to do this thing where we provided a window into our church and now we're really seeing that you know there is an opportunity for us to take to be the to church be on out line. there yeah to be the church out there in line and we're trying to figure all that out, how, mm -hmm. how to baptize people who become Christian yep. out there, how to, how to do yep. all of those kind of things that we need to do. Yep. And you and I have said in a lot of ways, we are now a digital community with a physical expression. Right. That's right. exactly right. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. And that's a different it's way It's a different way to looking at it. Yeah. We mm -hmm. used to be a physical place that we just had these digital experiences. It's different for us to think about it these days. And I think it's the where we're moving in our world, and we, we want to bring everybody along with us. It's a part of Community Christian. Those of you who are choosing to stay online, you're still a part of us, and we want mm -hmm. to try to help you uh, fulfill the message of, of God the same way that mm -hmm. we are if you're in an in-person gathering. Well, and so if you're interested, if you're if you're staying online, or yeah. honestly, even if you're not staying online, but the, the thing we're talking about, being able to reach people online and being able to be the church outside of the doors of Community Christian is interesting to you. We have um, a card. Is it on the site, or do you go to, someone's going to have to Maybe say you that. you got to go to the link. So there's a link community. Well, we can put it on the site if that's easier. Sure. But I mean, it's, it's a click of one button for Jason. It yeah. is. But either way, <laughs> community, right <laughs> community-christian.net slash on mission. Yep. If you go there, uh, fill out that form, or if you just email help at community-christian.net and tell us, hey, I'm interested in helping online, uh, I will personally be in contact with you. We'll set up a time for us to have a conversation about it, and I'd love to talk to you through all the different kind of options that we be, have that we're or, trying. Or use contact us on the website. Contact That's us on the website. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Any it, of those things, just tell us you're looking to help online. We will 
because the truth is what we're talking about, just so we don't get veiled about it, is you could come to an in-person service, use this digital option with people you know around the country or in Coweta that you can't yes. get to come to the building. You could hold church on Tuesday night. You yes. could hold it on Sunday afternoon. You could hold it any time you want to. We want to help you figure that out to get the threshold as low as we can uh, to do that kind of thing. Think so. of it as church on demand. Yeah. Yeah, sure. We, we have actually already gone and purchased the... Uh, uh, domain CCC anywhere. Mm. We want we want to be able to be wherever you are, at what time you are. We want you to have the opportunity to go to church. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that we've talked about in different ways of doing that with some of our members who have work schedules that don't allow them to attend on the weekend. Sure, um, baseball and softball schedules that don't allow them to come to church. How how can they take church with them where yep. they go? Mm -hmm. This is another way to do that kind of thing. I have been reconnecting, or I told you all last week, there's a guy that's a really good friend of mine, and, you know, uh, he and I, he's African-American. Uh, he's now a pastor. We weren't either one pastors in high school, of course, and reached out to me over the course of the last couple of weeks. And I've been reconnecting, and I've sort of stayed away from this, reconnecting with people I went to high school with. But the thought I've had is, you know, uh, a lot of the folks I know from that, have wandered pretty far through mm -hmm. life. He and I are unique in that we stay, but I have some really good friends that I've connected with. They're pretty wandering. And I thought I may try to get them just to come view and maybe start holding church with them. Mm. People that I can't connect, but I, I mean, we talk to each other. Yeah. I think I may try to see if that can sure. happen. It's just a, it's something I wouldn't have had the opportunity if I said, Hey, come drive to Georgia and, and yeah. see me. Mm. Wow. Well, and it really does I, allow you to have, yeah the ability to, and this is the conversation I've been having with people about it, it allows you to be very responsive to God because we have these people who pop up on our Facebook feeds occasionally and I go, why are, why, I don't even remember being friends with them. Or you see, or you, or, or somehow someone you're talking to brings up a name that you haven't talked about in a while or somehow you get a text from somebody. I had somebody send me uh, an Instagram message the other day that I haven't talked to in years, but they just were Hey man, I've been thinking about you. Reached out, and having this ability to, in that moment, see that as as God interacting in this moment of saying, "Hey, here's somebody for you." Whereas before, I would have gone, "Well, that person lives in Mississippi, or that person lives somewhere else," and going, "Hey, maybe this is," and engaging with that in every moment, um, and, and not not saying, "Well, I've got my one person that is my next door neighbor. I've been trying for them for the past 10 years, and, and, and that's not working. So I guess God doesn't have a plan to use me. Hmm. Uh, but being open to God may be uh, throwing pebbles at you constantly going, hey, stupid, turn, <laughs> turn <laughs> around, turn around. I'm right here. Look at me. I'm right here. That's That's, you know, that's been my really, entire life. That's a really good analogy because that's the way I feel about this to a whole big deal. One, I talked about that a little bit with the racial issue last week, but mm. this whole issue here, we have been sniffing around this thing of digital engagement at Community Christian. Those of you on staff know, mm -hmm. we've been, I've been putting people to think about things and do things for, I bet, two and a half, three years. We've yeah. been around the edges. Mm -hmm. And it's like God finally went, okay, dude, I'm shutting things down. Yeah. Now, you better get on it. Yeah. <laughs> I've given you two and a half years. It's amazing it's what you can figure out. And some of the stuff that yeah. we were inching into, we got done like that. Yeah. I mean, we got we got it done like that. And yeah. I feel like, wow, wow, the opportunities that are now open that I can see are open that I just thought, oh, that'll never work. And sure. he also was, I think, propelling our world into that Yes, space I as well so because we've all had to move a lot of our lives online um, 
that we didn't necessarily have to before, right. but now it's it's a necessity. But we found out oh we can do a lot of things that we didn't. That realize. we thought weren't, and we have had to learn, and it is more tiring. I'm like everybody oh, yeah. else when I do a bunch of video meetings, which I some weeks I do a lot. It is tiring because it's a new skill. I'm, yeah. My brain is having to work mm -hmm. to figure it all out. Where I can sit in a room and zone out for a little while and still look engaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the one thing that I've back to you know the invitation thing and bringing people in is one conversation that I've had many times in my discipleship group. Plug again. There you <laughs> go. Um, is we often talk about reaching the people in our sphere uh, with the gospel. And one thing I've heard over the years is, well, I've I've sort of exhausted my sphere. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've, everybody in my sphere knows I'm a Christian. I've invited them. They've kind of said yes or they've said no, and that that ship has sailed. So what do I do now? And, okay, you got a whole friend list yeah, or, that's right. That's right. or whatever online. You've got a your, – your sphere just got way bigger. Mine too. So yeah. Yeah. I'm excited I've encouraged about people, and maybe this will help you if you're thinking about it. I've encouraged people to go through their friends list and pray through each name mm. and just see if God – peaks anything in your mind because i think for that same mm -hmm. reason you do now have this you for some reason you're you're a friend with this person and there may be a reason for you to reach out and contact and it shocks me every time i do that where i go through something and i just go okay i'll look through my contact list and i'll say okay and then i'll send a text to somebody how frequently somebody says man it's crazy i i, mm -hmm. I needed to hear from you i needed to hear this thing mm -hmm. and i think if more of us could do something like that yeah. uh, we might see these opportunities that god's opening up so so back to the in-person thing i'm yep. excited about it i'm glad we're back reopening really i really want good. us to do both i think it's a both thing yes. so i'm not i know we've talked a lot about the digital that's because it's new and mm -hmm. now the the whole i'll just say last week new. being back in in person was a monumental task for us it felt yes. like a mountain we had to get back over to get it back done and i'm glad we are we're rolling and i know some of you were probably sitting waiting to see how it was going to go well we're back and uh hey talk to some people you know that came and find out what you think about it and we'd yep. love to have you back if that's where you need to be mm -hmm. but if not we have ways we think we can help you engage and yep. be the and church. overwhelmingly everyone i talked to and i know awesome. you heard feedback directly I, I, yeah. from people and asked them uh, overwhelmingly positive. I think everybody felt the same thing we said, that there was something special that was happening. They they seemed to feel comfortable. Safe. Safe. All those all those things that uh, that we were really working very hard to make sure happened because that we did want people to feel comfortable and safe, but also to feel like some something special was happening here yeah. that wasn't happening online. Not that one is better than the other, just special, different. It was yeah. just something that was yeah, unique. I think from the feedback I got, I'd just say this, and we hadn't said this out loud. I know some people are wondering, do I have to wear a mask? We aren't requiring masks because the government doesn't require us to do that. But there were people here with masks. So if yes. you feel more comfortable wearing a mask, feel free to wear a mask. All of our staff is wearing masks. Yes. All the people that are serving uh, close up with people. We don't wear masks on stage because it's hard to communicate and sing that way, but we're far away from people on yeah. stage. Mm -hmm. So All our children's volunteers, all of our children, but anyone greeting you. Yeah, if you're masks. wondering about that, you don't have to, but if you are more comfortable, you won't, you won't be the only one with a mask if you decide to do that. Correct. Nope. All right. Great. So tickets should go out today. They'll go out tomorrow. Today. Oh, the drop date for this. Yes, they will go out on Wednesday. That's going to be our day. Yeah. Every day, Wednesday, sometime early afternoon. Yep. So get your tickets. Bring the QR code with you. Yes, we've, that's the other thing. We will remind you. It's not just enough to print out. That you do have to have the ticket. I do want to remind you. It's not just mm -hmm. you can't just you, you can. It just is a hassle for you a little bit. If not you to don't wait. bring your your ticket, 
and make sure you bring the QR code, which is the funky little thing for old people like me. That a little you square see, looking A little thing. black square Kind of like a barcode. It's like that. a barcode looking thing. You make sure you bring that yes. uh, with you when yes. you come. That's the most important thing. Yeah. We need to see that on the way in the door. And you can put it on your phone. Yeah. You can have we it on your right phone. phone. Mm -hmm. You can have it on your phone. Or we can paper. scan it there, or you can print it out. If you we don't have a printer, you can bring it on your phone. That's right. All right. Moving right along. Um, we are going to tackle a question today, and this is a question. Question. Yeah, question. We love questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a question that is often asked. Uh, this is a pretty popular question. Uh, it's a pretty broad question, uh, so let's tackle it. How does God speak to us today? Hmm. Does God, first of all, you know, does God speak to us? And if so, how does he do that? Mm -hmm. I've taught this several times, and... Mm -hmm. and uh, in various messages and things like that. And uh, so I guess we'll start here. I mean, the, I guess the first answer to that question is, I believe he does. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, I think it would be silly for us to think God listens to me, but he doesn't have anything to say. Yes. Absolutely. I have lots to say, but God has nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, he's just sort of sitting back. Listening. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, 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 it's more helpful um, to even think of it, not necessarily speaking, because we, 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 we hear that as a very specific thing, audible, audible vo or yeah. that God's going to make a sign in the sky right. and I'm going to see communicating. it. God is, God communicating. God is definitely or communicating. God yes. guides us. I think God is constantly guiding us. And sometimes it happens through conversations with other believers. That's that God is, you know, we talking about discipleship, another plug. That's another thing we use is that God is present here and that he may desire to speak through one of us, that mm -hmm. he is often inspiring mm -hmm. and guiding each of us to say, hey, Jason, I see something right now in your life that when you hear about people in um, the church world, I'm talking about like speaking a prophetic word or because I think that gets very confusing. That's really what that is, is I see something in your life and I want to speak to it. And often God's the one that's inspiring that in me to say it to Jason mm -hmm. or to say, you know, say specifically to Jason. I'm constantly yeah. <laughs> having to, to say There's things to Jason. a lot I need. So, yeah, that's yeah. right. No. But, but I think that's definitely one way. And I was going to say the way that I've often approached this when I talk to people about it is uh, from that standpoint of, yes, I, I believe he's speaking. I believe he's speaking in all kinds of ways, in all mm -hmm. different uh, forms. However, um, it's very important that you you test those things before yes. you attribute them to God. I, the problem I see is there are a lot of people who, yes, firmly believe God is speaking, but yet they're, they're really flippant in what they determine God is saying. And I think it's very important that you always run those things that you have. You have an idea. Maybe that is this God? Is he trying to tell me something? Well, it's very important that you have some filters to run that through. Mm -hmm. First of all, being scripture, because we know God's not going to contradict himself. Right. Mm -hmm. He's not going to say one thing in the Bible and then tell you something different. Um, and then uh, there's the filter that I, I love to use. And you mentioned it already of other believers in my life of mm -hmm. approaching them and saying, hey, I, I've. I've sensed this or, or I'm, I'm, I'm being led this way, um, but I need some guidance here. And I think, like you said, God speaks through one another to, to help us through that. So that's always been very important to my life. Um, I need other people to filter out whether it's God or whether it's, you know, the, the tacos I had last night. Sure, yeah, yeah. So. I, I think you start, and we've said this about Scripture when people have asked us Scripture questions. Mm -hmm. The book of Hebrews, and then we all firmly believe this, the way I interpret Scripture, so the way I interpret what I feel is a leading as well is, it has to go through the lens first of the Word of God, and by the Word of yes. God, I don't mean the Bible. I mean Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the yes. Word of God is 
is Jesus, and then there, the word of God we hold in our hand tells us about Jesus. Mm -hmm. But John makes real clear Jesus is the word of God, and yeah. the writer of Hebrews says God has offered his final representation of himself fully in Jesus. So mm -hmm. there isn't anything that I'm going to sense or have a dream or have somebody tell yeah. me or there's some kind of aura I get about mm -hmm. something going on that I should do that does not line up with the life of Jesus. Yes. Right. If, it, if it is not something that lines up with what Jesus taught, with what Jesus did, with the way he treated people, with the way he interacted, with the direct things he said, um, you, you've misunderstood. Well, we've said it right here on this podcast, I remember, in answering other questions. Uh, you come across something in, in the Bible even, or you hear somebody say something and this is from God, or mm -hmm. you, you hear somebody that, that espouses a position on something and they say this is the the biblical christian way of thinking or this is what god would want when you hear something like that and your first instinct goes that doesn't sound like jesus right go with that and 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 follow that down where it leads because that's a good thought to have if that doesn't sound to you like something jesus would have said or jesus would have done or approved of then you you probably need to look into that yeah i had a um, spiritual mentor I first had a sponsor years ago and then I had a, that helped me with this in other areas of my life and then I had a spiritual mentor all dealing with the same I'm a pretty willful person that's a part of my life I want to do what I want to do and try to shape the world to my will that uh, he almost did the opposite for me my spiritual mentor too said mm -hmm. to me early on if what you're feeling led to do sounds a lot like what you want to do mm. It might not be yeah. Jesus. Right. It might just be you. That's right. right. And he said, because I'm really good at arguing. I'm really good at convincing myself of things. And he said, you know, enough of the scripture, you probably can tangle Jesus' words up enough to convince mm -hmm. you that what you want. Yeah. So he said, you know, if it feels like you, you hear, I hear from God and you go, yippee. <laughs> because in his point, and this has been proven true for me, often the voice of God is followed by me going, oh, yeah. Because, oh, most people that heard from God weren't excited about it. No, the because moment. then the next thing, either an angel says to him or Jesus says to him, hey, why are you afraid? Mm -hmm. God's good. Mm -hmm. God, God can be trusted as we're teaching in this series. Mm -hmm. Faith means God's, God's going to do everything he promised. He's gonna, God's going to take care of you. Yeah. Why are you afraid? Generally, when you hear from God, there's a little bit of, ah. yeah. But oh, if yeah. there's a lot of yippee, yeah. mm -hmm. you, you might need to ask some other people. Yes. Did I hear this right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think part of the, the guidance part of all of this, too, is that often what God is saying to us, the nature of a conversational relationship is God's not telling us much of what to do or what we shouldn't do. And I heard, I think this is Dallas Willard, so this could be your Dallas Willard quote for the dad. I don't know, but <laughs> I think it was, it may be, but I'm, I'm now thinking it might be someone else. But anyway, he talked about you wouldn't want a relationship with your child where you were constantly having to tell them what to do. No, that's right. That you, you at some point, they know what they need to do. That often what you are doing as the parent is revealing things they can't see yet. That mm. you're giving them experience they don't have. And so he talked about, there's this verse where Jesus talks about where the light of the world and a, and a city place. And he said, you take a light and you put it on a lampstand. Then there's this thing Jesus says where he says, everything that is hidden will be revealed. And we often think of that as like a scary, like one day, all the hidden mm -hmm. things. But what he's saying is everything by the light of God will be clear to us. And he says, often what God is doing is revealing something going on in me or something going on in the world that I can't see. And that has been very true to me of God is often going, when you talk about being afraid is, hey, you know, you should do this. 
here's why you're so afraid to That's do right. this. Mm-hmm. Or here's something, or here's something you don't want to do. Here's something about this person. Like I talked about, sometimes I'll go through my friends list and I'll go, man, I haven't reached out to that person in a while. And normally I'd go, they don't want to hear from me and I'll dismiss it. But the fact that I had this thought, that might be God communicating to me, just send them a text. Yeah. And sometimes there's something going on that I can't see that God's trying to give me a hint. So often when you talk about this thing, I think that's often the way God is guiding me. It's not a direct, you know, whatever. We often are expecting to hear some direct command of go yeah. do this thing. As you've already said, Jesus has already revealed to us everything we need to live a godly life. Mm-hmm. It's often he's revealing things I can't see yeah, I can't yet. See. And also other people, if you find the right group of people around sure. you, yeah. they become mirrors to hold the word of God up. And they personally will say, hey, man, you can't see this, but this is. Yeah. You're, this is you're lying to yourself about this yeah. or you just can't see. Here's a blind spot or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you well, and we all we all have infinite capacity to deceive ourselves yes. and other people able to speak in and go, you're just not seeing it clearly. Yes. So. Good stuff. Thanks for... God does, in fact, speak, yes. though. I, you yes, should be absolutely. Open, you should be open. There's a guy we I used to just really listen to a lot, and he called them holy whispers. Mm. I believe there's a lot of holy whispers that we tune out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Let's move on. All right, uh, let's talk about the message from Sunday. And um, Nathan, you and I were just chatting about this mm-hmm. before we hit record. And um, you said, and I think this is the most important discussion I have. You said there was a, it was something that I didn't get to in the message on yeah. Sunday that I wish I could scene. have. Yeah. So let's let's look at the bonus material. Yeah, that's right. And uh, what was it that you weren't able to expound on that you wanted to say? Yes, sure. So um, talking on Sunday, for those that don't know, talking about what does God promise us? And we've been looking uh, in this book of Hebrews uh, for the last three weeks. And I know this week we're shifting to a different writing. But for for this so far in the three weeks, we've been looking at this book of Hebrews, what it says about faith. And in particular, um, God promises, as we said, grace and mercy. But then there's this one little part that he emphasizes here about Jesus is our high priest. And he is a high priest who's able to empathize with our weaknesses because he was tempted in every way we are. And there's really kind of a nuanced discussion there that all of us have had the experience of. You write it up because you're like, oh, this is good stuff. And I want people to see both sides. But in understanding, hey, I've only got so much time. I really want to drive home this one point. I made the emphasis of uh, that within the temptation the whole point of Hebrews, for those of you who haven't read the whole book, or it's a little confusing because everyone, everyone <laughs> wants to talk to me, I'm sure, as you it's do. We're true. reading it right now. Everyone wants to talk about Melchizedek. Everyone <laughs> wants to know, what is this Melchizedek thing about? If you don't know what that's about, go ahead and read. It's like chapter well, five it, or six. The or, book is what it says it is. It's very Jewish. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So everyone gets very trapped up. And so if you didn't know, he's writing to a group of <laughs> Jewish believers mm-hmm. who are experiencing persecution. And there's this sense of, Man, it would almost just be easier if we all went back to the Jewish faith. Oh, it'd be so much easier because we just did a series right before COVID happened about how Jesus brought something new. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is actually coming out of the book of Hebrews where this writer is trying to make the point, hey, God's brought a new covenant. So all that old stuff, in fact, all the stuff he's writing about this high priest Mm -hmm. is in reference to that. It's gone. Yeah. And so he's telling them, hey, Jesus was also tempted by doubts and questions. But there's this other part of it that is also very much true, which is Jesus faced temptation in moral ways as we do. Um, And I I thought the important discussion that I wanted to have on that was, I know many people I talk to feel 
a lot of guilt and a lot of frustration and a lot of shame over the temptations they face. Thoughts they have, things that come into our heads that uh, they're just, if we're honest, they're bad, disturbing, disgusting. I think we all have had those thoughts. Absolutely, We know what those thoughts are. You have them and you Mm -hmm. think, what kind of person, Mm. what kind of parent, what kind of, you know, brother, what kind of sister has these thoughts? And knowing that Jesus faced temptation and trying to understand the difference between temptation isn't the same as sin. Temptation can lead to sin, but just because I'm tempted to do something doesn't mean that I was led to sin. So I wanted to open that up for you guys. And then, I I mean, I have some thoughts because I'd written some stuff, but I've Mm -hmm. talked a while now. So yeah. Have y'all have y'all heard people talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've all mm-hmm. I felt that way before. So. Yeah, I have a lot of people in my sphere that I've disciple and have helped that um, they spend a lot of time beating themselves up over thoughts that they have. Not to say that that shouldn't be a, a something in my life that I'm concerned with, but or feelings or feelings that I've had or leanings that I, you know that I've you know I had this like you said. I had this thought as a parent about my kid, and I felt so bad. You know, what kind of parent would think that about their kid? I'm supposed to love and like my kids, you know, and right. all, mm-hmm. all that sure. kind of stuff. And then they spend a lot of time beating themselves up over that. And I, and I, I often try to help them separate. You know, there is a thought that, that you have that, for the most part, you can't control. Right. There, mm-hmm. are, there are notions that come into your mind, uh, inklings that you have that, that you don't control. Then there are the things that come after that that you do. And yes. as long as you are, and, I, and I'll even sometimes say to them, I said, the fact that you're having this conversation with me, that you're aware of that, that you That's condemned right. that in your own head, that is a sign of the Spirit's work within you, mm-hmm. and you have not sinned. That's right. And so I, don't worry. I find for a lot of men, young men particularly, yes. old men too, it doesn't, yeah. I mean, it does change, but it's not of particularly with lust. Mm-hmm. And I just recently had a conversation where they go, you know, why would God make us like women so much and so (laughs) many of them if I wasn't supposed to like looking at them? Right. Well, that's not the problem. The problem is not that it's, it's the lingering. It's the fantasy. It's the, Mm -hmm. it's not the first thought. Mm -hmm. It's, it's beyond that. So the thought you have of, wow, that's a really attractive woman Mm -hmm. or boy, she's really pretty. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem. I mean, you are made that way. That's right. Well, and I think, I honestly think, and there's an interesting way for a lot of us to think about this in terms of the conversation we had last week about racial injustice and such. I've read lots of writings on the the way we talk about racism in particular, and I will say in particular as white people, Mm -hmm. is not helpful because we have convinced ourselves only bad people are racist, Hmm. and meaning they're the only ones who ever have a prejudicial thought or have some stereotypical thought. Therefore, I am not a bad person. Therefore, I've never thought a racist thought. I've never done something unintentionally or intentionally that was racist, and I'm closed off to the conversation. But being able to say, hey, because I can't, as we said last week, live the experience of a person of color, there are things I'm unaware of that unintentionally I am making them feel less than or I am I am sending the message that I think of them less than. And I should be open to hear in that moment, hey, just because I've had this thought, that doesn't mean I necessarily am bad. Hmm. The, the, the temptation to separate myself from people who are different than me, there is something that is human about that, but the Holy Spirit wants to come in and go, hey, don't, don't think that way. 
move into this space and say, there are things I need to learn. There are conversations I need to have. And so I do think in the same way, the way we talk about temptation as being sin and people yeah. feeling that way, I think within racial conversations it happens that I, I, as a person not of color, as a white person, am terrified of being labeled as a racist, mm-hmm. but I'm also aware that I have had thoughts and have, and have probably done things I would hope unintentionally that have fit into a category that made someone else feel something maybe discriminatory towards them or just was not the right thought. I don't have to then label myself in the sense as, oh, well, now I'm a terrible person. In fact, I can't move forward to being a healthy person. I, through the Spirit's help, have to say, well, what can I do and how can I allow him to capture every thought as Paul? Yeah, and I I just want to, back to your original question, um, just just so that it's very clear that there's a passage in James 1, I just pulled it Mm, up on my phone, and I think really settles this really well it he starts off james talks about you know whenever you're tempted don't blame that on god god doesn't tempt anybody and then he makes a statement he says temptation comes from our own desires which then entice us and drag us away these desires then give birth to sinful actions right when sin is allowed to grow it gives birth to death so even he in this passage makes a distinction between temptation and right. sin and he even called and that whoever translated the nlt sinful actions which is a great way to translate that mm-hmm. not just sin but sinful actions that's where that's where they come from from temptation so the temptation itself is not a sinful that's right. action you that's used right. the illustration when we were talking about it before we went on camera about uh everybody has had that thought on top of a building of mm. uh, you know that why don't you talk about that because i guess you wrote part of that or you thought about that yeah i just thought about the idea of everyone has been on the on the top of a, a tall building you, you go to the empire state building or the sears tower and you go and you stand up and there's almost this panic of oh, but you see the railing so you know you're not going to fall but somewhere in your back of your head you think what if i jumped right now you know like <laughs> what would happen but instantly your brain cuts it off and what i heard one person say which i thought was very helpful was the reason jesus faced temptation yet was not actually very tempted to move into the sinful action was because his narrative that god is good and god is for me and that whatever god has for me is better than what i have for myself did not allow him to see looking at a woman with lust or attack you know cursing the people who were killing him right he moved to forgiveness towards him that did not allow him to say that's an appetizing thing he thought he had the thought maybe and then his brain goes but that's not what god has for me whatever god has and it cuts it off just like when i'm on a building and i might have the thought i want to jump does not mean that i myself am suicidal right i I have the thought but and then something in my brain goes no that's ridiculous i'd never do that yeah and i think we know this because jesus it just hit me when he said uh when he was being arrested Look, guys, I could sure. send. I could call on ten thousand so angels. So at that moment, to come. he had the thought. He had I the could, thought. Ooh, I could, I could do, this, do this. I could do this, but I won't do this. And that's what you're talking about, right yes. there. Yes, yeah, I think absolutely. And I think that's the part of. And you talked about with, with, uh, in particular, with lust towards things. I've often heard people refer to it as it's the look. It's not mm-hmm. the first look. It's the intentional. It's not I walk by and my brain goes, wow, that's a really attractive one. Or even that I notice things that I find attractive. It's that it's it's when I turn away and it sticks in my mind for a moment. And I go, I'm just going to turn around one more time. And wow. I intentionally make it stick in my mind sure. so that I can yes. think about it. Yeah. Yes, that I'm making that choice. And well, I then, think- then I've crossed the line and 
we've heard this sin is anti-love right and the moment that i turn from love for that person to objectifying or using that person for my own purposes that's not love yeah it's the difference between saying i i love my grandchildren and i that means i direct my will and my effort toward their their good toward I love chocolate cake. Right. I am never directing my will and good for the good of the chocolate cake. I am using the yes. chocolate cake to satisfy me. I love how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And so when people say, I love to look at women, mm-hmm. you love to, it's a different kind of thing. Yeah. I love. We in my house with my children, we're, we're because I'm very, I'm very, conscious of that idea we regularly they now say it to one another one of them said oh i love this food and one one of my other girls trying to go we love people we like things and we said because i do think there is this thing of when i convince myself i really do love this thing but i don't really care much about its good in fact the only good it has is good it brings to me right that is what lust does right or other things do is or sin. you've now be- yeah you've become an object to me for my my good well and people make objects that i mean that's that's the nature of uh, uh i can't think of the word right now where i i have to have so many things sure, like i've taken you. it from this is useful to me to i love it i want to consume it sure. i want it for my benefit it's not to use it to mm-hmm. help somebody that I love. Mm-hmm. In fact, I know people that hold on to things at the detriment of mm-hmm. using that thing for yep. the benefit of other people. Right. Because they love, I mean, they wouldn't say it. I love this thing more than I love them. They would never, they would never, never say, say that. that. By, by their action, I protect this thing. I get mad if you do damage to this thing at your damage. Mm-hmm. I, I yes. damage you for the sake of the protection of this thing. I just had this thought. We've had multiple discussions on this podcast about many spiritual topics. It's fascinating to me how many of them come back to the definition and the nature of love. Well, love's sure. the whole deal. Yeah. Isn't it? Jesus it sort of got that. But, you know, that's becoming clear to me too, Jason, the older I get that everything, if I could get in my mind, because there's somebody I'm talking to these days and they go, I'm not ready to forgive. I just love them too much and it hurts yeah. too much. Yeah. And, and I'm right. You don't love them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've already decided you don't love them. Mm-hmm. You've, you've, that relationship is over. They hurt you and you can't, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. You My lo- love is me directing what I can do for you. It's for you. It Always. is that old saying of lo- in love with the idea of being in love. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the feeling you give me. I love what you do for me. But if I am not willing and love doesn't always mean I have to sacrifice. No. But occasionally, if I'm not willing to say, hey, I want your good. And I also think it's important to say, it's never his good instead of my good. No. Yeah. What it is, is I'm willing to s- sacrifice some of my wants for his good. Because well, me sacrificing is good for me. And I don't want to get too deep into this because this will go on too long. But this is the boundary that, you know, in our discipleship, again, we talk about the difference between codependence. I don't want yeah. to go. Codependence feels like I'm loving. I'm giving myself up. Yes. I'm giving myself mm-hmm. up for you. And I sacrifice for, I sacrifice for you. But what it really is, is I want to control the way you feel and the way you act and the way I want to, I'm giving so much so I can make you do what yeah. I want you to do. And then I won't have any of these bad feelings in between <laughs> us. And actually I'm damaging you. Yeah. Yes. And all the time I keep giving you stuff and helping you stuff, I am doing damage to you. And by, damage to myself. I do so. damage to myself 
but in the name of giving you what you demand of me to control your feelings in that, I damage you by never having you to have to face mm -hmm. what's going on in our relationship mm -hmm. here. Why can't you grow a little bit? I, mm -hmm. I never, I, I damage you and I damage me, but it feels a little lovish. Right. Yeah. Well, and I just think it's important. And I, it was one thing that I said, and I said to myself, well, we've got the podcast to talk about, it. but I, I know there's an important thing for people of guilt and shame never leads me to be more like Jesus. And so there's this, there's this place where when I convince myself, I had this thought, I'm a terrible follower of Jesus. That doesn't make me go. So let me be better at it. Mm. What it makes me do is you're not worthy to do it anyway. So give up. And it's similar to what I said with the races. When I convince myself, Oh, I had that thought. Oh, what kind of person thinks that way about another person? Instead of going, hey, but I'm not acting on it, and I'm rebuking the thought in my own mind. Like you said, the fact that I'm willing to say, I know that's not right, because I've said the same thing to parents on, mm -hmm. you know, the diff I know you just had a thought that if you acted on it, you would be a terrible parent. <laughs> yeah. The difference between you and the parents that acted on it was you didn't act on that's it. Right. That by its nature shows that you are a loving and good parent, is that you had the thought, you were willing to say, Oh God, I wish, you know, uh, uh, Oh, that's so terrible. I had that. You're willing to stop yourself from having it. So I think in all conversations, spiritual conversations, certainly in our race conversations, if we can admit all of us have evil thoughts, mm, yeah. but it's not the thought that is sinful. It is my reaction that that space between the thought and my reaction, whether it's a second thought or an action, that's the space where the spirit gets to taking that thought captive. Yes. Holding yes. it up to the light of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Making yes. it obedient. Making it obedient to, to him. Yes. Good stuff. All right. Let's wrap up. All right. Wrap I, it. I have uh, brought, I've, I've, li I've liked your uh, your endings that you've done so far. All right. Um, so I have also. You like to turn up. the tables on me is what I you have. want to do. You, well, want to, you want to make sure that I answer. Are what, you going to answer too? Because I didn't around, answer. I'll answer. What goes around comes around though. But um, <laughs> so I have compiled uh Top five questions. All right. All right. And I'm going to let y'all choose, just like you have allowed All us right. to All choose. Right. I'm going to go it's, with... So it's one through five. One through five. Number five. Number five. Okay. What are you interested in that most people are not? Well, it turns out most people aren't interested in baseball anymore. <laughs> I am deeply and interested. And I am grieving the, the, what's going on. Even right when now. it's being played, I know I'm still in a minority of sports fans around here, but I love baseball. I mm -hmm. just, I love everything. And you guys know that about me. I, there's a thing that comes over me around, the, and it's been this way since I was a kid. Somewhere around the 1st of February, I want to have a glove on my hand. Mm. I like the smell of it. Yep. I like to hold a ball in my hand. I'm 60 years old, and I still have that stupid thing. I love baseball, and I'm, I'm geeky about it. I know stats. I know players. I, all of that stuff. And so, yeah, mm. that's, that's probably what. And I would say this as well. This is the newer thing I'm interested in. I, my wife and I watch cooking shows every night. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we now watch one cooking show, a cooking show a night to watch people make food I, won't, I can't eat. I was like, do you ever actually cook any of this stuff? No. And, and the honest truth is my wife is not an adventurous eater, would not eat most of wow. the food. I would eat all of it. See, that would be torture to me. Because if I'm just watching stuff that I could never, ever eat. I, I look at it and go, now the next time I have a chance, I'm going to try that. 
but, but do you ever have a chance? And well, like if I go on a cruise, they often make you know okay. some stuff that now I go, oh man, I really want to try that now. Okay. Now I see how it's made and all those. I always try everything on cruise anyway. Oh, but absolutely. now I have a little more interest in, yeah. like we're ever having cruises again. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we. Are. I know. I hope I love we are too. Them. I love them. I'm so yes, baseball them. and cooking shows. Mm, okay. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, th- I, th- I th- a lot of the things that I was into as a kid that were not very popular are now suddenly very popular. Like I was really into comic books when no one I knew was into yeah. comic books. And yeah, then sure. now that's the thing. Everyone likes comic books and Star Wars kind of went out of fashion for a long time. You're ahead of your time. I was just, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I was into it before it was cool. So. <laughs> that's what he likes, I think. I, I was into it before it was cool. So now I would say I will say I used to take him to comic book stores when he was the only kid his yeah, age in there. It was all okay. other forty year old men just walking around <laughs> looking at comic books. That's so. why I took him to the <laughs> yeah. Important. Important. Good parenting. But um yeah, I think now probably there was a little brief period a lot of people were into it, but uh, my girls are really into it again, and so I'm I'm watching it and loving it again. I really like Doctor Who, and nobody in no one I know anymore likes it. It was for a brief period, maybe about five six years ago. It seemed like in America there was a big yeah. Doctor Who fad. Yeah. Um. But uh, your girls do like Doctor they Who. They love, love Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. So even your youngest like Doctor Who. Doctor oh, they're all gosh. about Doctor Who. We watched Doctor Who last night. So we Doctor okay. Who, and then I've always been into Star Trek, and it's never been very popular since mm-hmm. the late eighties. It's the so more geeky. It's a little more geeky. There's a lot. A lot of sci-fi thing. stuff I'm into that's yeah. very geeky, but all that stuff now is. I have friends now that are playing Dungeons and Dragons again, and yep, so I'm like, I've well, heard that. there you go. So okay. all that stuff. He's also very into the Enneagram. If you, <laughs> oh, I guess that is true. That is, is true. He's really into the Enneagram. Yeah, that's true. I'm very nerdy. I'm reading another book. Oh my <laughs> gosh, really? So, yeah, this okay. is like my fifth book about the Enneagram. So, <laughs> all right. so uh, I think I mentioned this on my 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 taste in music is not very well uh liked by many people sure. that i know so That's i'm, I'm kind of you have own. talked about that yeah heavy metal in particular it, and not just it's more of the extreme metal that's out there that's, yeah. that nobody's listening to that i i just i i geek out on discover my favorite thing to do i love to discover a band that nobody's heard of mm. and then fall in love with that band and i've always been that way i'm i don't like to like the music everybody else yeah, likes. I, gotcha. I try I to resist that. that, and that's probably pride in me. I just, <laughs> just admit that. But I, once I find that band that is just mine, I just love it. And I, I love, you know, people, I've never heard of that. It's like, I know. Cause you're, <laughs> you're not as cool as me. That's right. That's so right. I have several of those bands, and I'll probably never tell you about them. So. <laughs> All right. Nathan, uh, you can pick one through four now. Two. Two. Uh, this is a food question. All right. All right. What food have you asked back? What you talked about? What food have you never eaten, but you'd really like to try? Hmm. Hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah, that is a tough one because I'm trying to think. Because we probably eaten everything. I try everything I get. <laughs> if to try if I know about it and I have the option to, there's there's a lot of like specific Asian food I have not tried. So hmm. like. Uh, like certain kinds of Vietnamese food or certain kinds of like Thai food that I've mm. tried. I've had Thai food and I've had, but there's nothing like in particular. I don't know. Like I go to restaurants and I'm like, 
tell me what I should get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I just don't know. I don't have mm-hmm. the knowledge of that. But I very much like uh, Asian cuisine. At anything that I've ever had, I'm, sh- I'm sure I've, there have been things I haven't enjoyed as much. But almost anything I've ever had, I've really uh, in- enjoyed. So that would probably be it. Um, that's I- interesting because that's part of my answer to that. I've never, I've always heard it's great. I've never had uh, that Vietnamese noodle soup. Pho? Pho? Yeah. Pho. I've never had it. But I hear so many people who love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love pho. I'll, I'll, I'll probably try that one day. I also just watched a movie um, about this um, sushi chef over in Japan. It came out a few years ago, and he's supposedly the greatest sushi chef. Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Yes. That's a great movie. And yeah. he's got this little shop that exists in a subway in Japan, and mm-hmm. you have to book it like two months in advance, and it's hundreds of dollars just to sit in his restaurant. But he supposedly has the best sushi in the world, and I watched it, and I went, man, I'd love to go eat there. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think would. of the name of it. I've watched this on one of the cooking shows. Uh-huh. Cool. And I want to say, and I can't think, I think this is the right, it's called a Scottish egg. And I've watched people oh, make it now. It's it it's a egg wrapped in meat mm-hmm. that, uh, and it looks delicious to me. You I love what kind of meat it is? Or I don't know. I, I think a <laughs> sausage. Uh, I'm, I'm on board. I've now. seen it on like those... Uh, I think tasty the BuzzFeed, you know, BuzzFeed think, has oh, yeah, a yeah. thing. I think it's tasty. hard to make because it's a, it's like a hard boiled egg, but it's not. It's a like a soft boiled egg. Mm-hmm. The, the egg in the middle has to still be soft. If you do it right, mm. that's yeah. why it's a challenge on these shows. Is you have to do it right. The egg is still the meat is done, but the egg is not completely hard. It's still running. You know, that's mm-hmm. something I don't think I've ever actually had a soft boiled egg. I don't think I have. Okay. So I'm gonna say that that's something I'd be interested in trying. Which I have you had do. a poached egg? No. I no? love poached eggs. Mm-hmm. I used to have them a lot egg? when I was growing up, but I haven't it's, had one It's in basically a boiled egg that, without the shell. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you oh, drop, yeah, yeah, you yeah, drop yeah. it you in the water. And in the you water. Boil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I haven't had We that. used to eat those a lot when I was growing up. I don't know why we ate those a lot growing up. My mom would make them, and then we'd have toast, and you'd put the toast in the... Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my wife and my kids don't like anything that's runny, so, and I only like eggs that are runny. Me too. Me too. Love them. All right. Okay. So that was good question, Jason. Good. All right. So, um, and I've got three that you didn't even pick. So I'll bring Ooh, those back right, next time all right. and uh, add two more to it and give you another yeah, top. There five. you go. All right. So who's up next? Jason is Nathan up next, or is it me? I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll think, figure that. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll be. I'll do next time. You got right. it next time. It's next time. I'll do next time. All right. So until next time, have a good week. Love you guys. See ya. Love you. See ya. See bye. Ya. bye.